Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of the Smash Mouth Football Podcast, and we are ready to preview week three. It seems like the games are just going, like, there's flying by. We've already had 33 NFL games so far, which is fucking ridiculous. I'm here with my co-hosts. We got Connor Green, and we got P. Schmitty. Gavin's not here because he's a little bitch boy, and I can't wait for him to listen to this and uh, hear me say that, because fuck you, Gavin. Connor, tell Gavin to go fuck himself. Kevin, if you're listening, if you're still alive in those mountains, go fuck yourself. There we go. Peach Mini, you want to give a little, little go fuck yourself to Gavin? Um, I don't think it's gonna matter. I don't think he's gonna survive through the mountains. But <laughs> fuck you too, Gavin. Yeah, so this might this might be in vain. He might he might be dead. Next week will be the out. memorial episode, the memorial podcast. <laughs> and then and no and talking football at that point would not necessarily be appropriate but you know hopefully he's not dead hopefully he's not dead anyway uh let's let's just quickly review last night's game what a shitter i don't know like did you guys watch it at all i don't know if you guys like i don't know if you guys just were like oh it's miami and jacksonville i'm not gonna watch i watched the entire game because that's just all i do when there's a football game on i turned it off about four minutes left in the fourth quarter i couldn't do it anymore that's a lot, though. That's impressive. I didn't even turn it on. I'm not going to lie. I was thoroughly disinterested with this game. Yeah, Chris, yeah it was definitely the worst game, I think, thus far. Yeah, and I, I, had, a, I had a friend, uh, well, a, tw- a Twitter friend. I, I, don't, I wouldn't consider her like a, you know, I, I guess a, an acquaintance, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. A, 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 fr- a friendly relationship on Twitter. Uh, her name's Eleanor. She she tweeted at me and she said, "I mean, there was the Giants Bears game, but at least that was close. Like at least that was, it was seventeen thirteen. This game was boring the entire way through, outside of like the first five minutes in the first quarter, and then after that, it was just so fucking boring. Outside of Ryan Fitzpatrick, just who who would have thought that this was going to be the Ryan Fitzpatrick game?" You know, I you're, we were you're, see Fitz Magic, but I also thought we were going to see Minshew Magic. I was half wrong. It's just wild because, like, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't expect much from Fitzpatrick. I don't know. Maybe like I had a little bit of just like, oh, you know, maybe he's just, maybe he's just done because you know he is getting up there and their offense. I mean. Last week against the Bills, he did have 328 yards, two touchdowns, 66 completion percentage. But I don't know. I just I don't know why I wasn't expecting much. I like all the signs pointed to this being a Fitz Magic kind of day, and I just didn't expect it. But who would have f- fucking thought for him to only throw for 160 yards? It he did throw 18. He he completed 18 of 20 passes. So that's yeah, well, they not... were running the ball all over the Jags all night. I mean, they were just controlling that lead. And that's what led to it also being a boring game. It was so fucking boring. It was so, so incredibly boring. But hopefully the rest of this episode won't be because we uh, we are going through our picks. Uh, we all lost. We all picked the Jags uh, uh, minus three. And uh, we look fucking stupid for it. So again, I'm going to go through our records real quick. I am now 12, 20, and 1. Not great. Uh, Khan is 14, 13, and 1. Gavin is now 16, 16, and 1. 
And Peach Mini, you are now a respectable 10 and 6. So if uh, adding up all the games, just remember Peach Mini wasn't really here the first week. Uh, and Connor, last episode, didn't give the rest of his picks because he, he had to get somewhere and he never texted me his picks because. Uh, My baby. Yeah, so he's an asshole. Uh, going, moving on. So the first game of the week, we got the Chicago Bears traveling to face the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are home favorites. They are favorites by three points. And this is an interesting game to me because I, I think this is one of those games where Chicago's defense is kind of getting a little bit overrated for how bad their offense has been. I don't know. What What do you guys think? Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, who the Bears play week one? Um, the Lions. The and Lions they barely won. That. Yeah. Um, and they, they played the Giants last week. barely won. Sorry. <laughs> it's fair. No, 100% fair. Um, yeah, and I think... I mean, I think the Falcons are going to be without Julio, which doesn't mean much because... I just well, got the pun. What did you say? I just got the pun. I, I didn't I didn't realize he made a pun. I, I thought he was just reemphasizing the fact that they barely won, and then he said, barely, as in barely. I just got the pun. Now I'm upset. Go on. Connor is definitely a very punny guy. God, Thank God you. damn it. Go on with your point. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It just frustrated me. Um, I think it's, I don't know, it's definitely going to be an interesting game in the fact that it's going to be how I thought last night would be. It's either going to be a really bad game or it could be a very interesting game. But I don't think it's anything in between. I I see this game being a low-scoring Falcons. I think the Bears' defense will still be, it's still going to be decent. They're definitely overhyped, like you said. Um, their secondary. Well, who's their? They they have a rookie, uh, cornerback, right? Uh, Johnson out of Utah. Yeah, he he's, really he's good, played very well. And then they get yeah. they still got they still got Fuller on the outside. I mean, like their secondary is not bad or anything like that. It's not one of those things where I think that they're an overhyped defense. I think they're still a very good defense. It's just we see with Atlanta Falcons, their offense is both top five in points and their top five in yardage. They are 0-2, but as Connor knows, his fucking Cowboys should have went down last week, but, you know, an onside kick. Falcon's going to uh, Falcon's going to Falcon. That's, you know, dirty bird's going to be dirty. But, and then they lost week one to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, which I don't think anybody can really fault them for losing that game. Of course, last week, that you can absolutely fault them, but they still scored 39 points. So I don't know. I mean, I think this might be a different story had if Julio Jones ends up not playing. But I think if Julio plays, I think, especially with Atlanta at home, I don't know. I I think this is going to be a game where, I don't know. I like Connor's side. Falcons Falcons are going to Falcon usually, but I just don't see. I don't like this line. I don't see the Chicago Bears defense just shutting down all those weapons. Even Russell Gage is a solid top, like solid third receiver, and Hayden Hurst is playing well. So I don't know. I just I don't really like this line. I, I I'm gonna take the Falcons. The, and, uh, the Falcons are three point favorites. 
What do you think, Con? I think the Falcons are going to soar and Chicago's going to grin and bear it. I'm going Falcons. See, when you do shit like that, it's just, it, it makes me want to go against your pick. If this wasn't Mitch Trubisky, I would 100% change my pick just for the fact that you did this. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Impeachment, do you agree? Yeah, I think it's uh, not not a super close game, but I think Falcons are going to get back on track to going seven and nine, eight and eight. I think this is like a five point game. I think I don't think it's going to be like the Falcons like offense destroys them because I think the Bears defense is too good. I just I don't see the Bears coming out and winning. And this is just a field goal line, so I'm yeah. I I think the Falcons should win by. Field I mean, goal, with, maybe uh, a little bit more. We've looked at the Falcons' offense and the Bears' offense. Like, I just can't see Trubisky keeping up with Matt Ryan chucking the ball constantly. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to the next game: the Cincinnati Bengals going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh one side is kind of exciting because you know you have the rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow, uh, despite their struggles, uh, specifically. Joe Burrow getting on track with his receivers. AJ Green having three receptions on 13 targets. He's not playing this week. AJ uh, Green's he, not playing? AJ Green was declared out. That affects my fantasy team. Hold up. Give me a moment. <laughs> you shouldn't have said nothing and he would have started it. I would have. Thank you. Are you sure? <laughs> he's playing, bro. Are no, I just I, no, I just saw a few minutes ago. AJ Green is out. Okay, let me, let me make sure. While he's out, apparently. I'm pretty sure he was just named out. I, I'm pretty sure AJ I saw Brown. a tweet. I sure it wasn't AJ Brown. No, I'm pre- no, I'm pretty sure I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet. Just, like it was right before this. This is really bad podcasting, by the way. So I really apologize for looking this up mid podcast. But I'm pretty sure I saw a thing that said AJ Green is out, and it was like right before we got in here. I see the Fantasy Life app, and I see nothing about AJ Green. Oof. I do have an AJ Brown ruled out an hour ago. Uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Well, give me a mini panic attack for nothing. Damn what? <laughs> but that's but that's that's the frustrating thing because they they were like acting the specific tweet. If I could find it, I don't I don't know if I'll be able to find it. I don't even think I should really look hard for it. Everybody knew AJ Brown. I think we should just move on. <laughs> no, but that's that's the frustrating part because like the, we're gonna assume he's playing. Yeah, we're gonna assume. I guess he's okay. I guess he might be playing. God, that frustrates me because the way they're like, oh, is everybody's leg just falling off? We knew AJ Brown was hurt. That wasn't even. Fuck me. God damn it. God, I can't do what I got. Another stupid, just mark off something stupid that host Chris does every week. Just have a shot every time I do something stupid and you will be drunk. Um. Anyway, moving on. So Joe Burrow and his weapons still trying to get on track. Last week, the Bengals lost to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they covered. So if that goes into goes into the point of picking the Philadelphia Eagles, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites, which may be shocking to some. Um, what The way I'm going to go with this is Carson Wentz, so far this year, has been horrendous. But also the offensive line has been horrendous. And they have been sacked, Carson Wentz has, 
been sacked eight times, tied for most in the NFL going into week three. And the last two weeks, he went against Washington football's defensive line that features rookie sensation Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen. Then he played the defensive line that features Aaron Donald. Now he's going against Cincinnati Bengals, who have two total sacks in the year, and they just gave up over 200 rushing yards last week to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. I think this is a game where Doug Peterson is specifically going to say, I don't fucking trust any of my weapons here. I'm going to use Miles Sanders and I'm going to absolutely run it down your guys' throats because I know that you guys can't stop it. And I don't think it's going to be a fun game because of that. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't see the Philadelphia. I think this is a big get back on track Philadelphia Eagles game plan. What about you guys? So I think this is going to be an interesting game because Joe Burrow is a very exciting young quarterback. I also gave me many panic attack. I'm also going to watch this game to see how AJ Green does to see if he finally produces for my fantasy team. But, you know, I, I honestly can't believe the Eagles are four and a half point favorites. I mean, the Bengals, they've been playing close games. Joe Burrow has kept his team in games, even though they've, they're 0 2. Wait, I let's be fair. Last week was not a close game. It was like a touchdown with like 13 seconds left. Being a close game. Joe Burrow is, is going to be a guy who's going to cover a lot of spreads this year for that terrible Bengals roster. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm very excited to see how Joe Burrow plays in this game. I think Carson Wentz is going to play better, but I don't think he's going to, I don't think they're going to put away the, the Bengals. So I think that I'm going to go with the Bengals in this game. What about you, Pushmini? I'm I'm so out on Carson Wentz. Like I, I I don't know. I just I think he doesn't have it. I don't. It's gone. I I just don't see it anymore. Nothing about what he has. Like I understand that he has gotten sacked a bunch, and I get that he went against Aaron Donald and then the Washington team before. But you said in the last podcast that all eight of those sacks came in that first game against Washington, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'd be interested to see how many pressures that the Rams got last week, which I'm sure is a lot. But I just I think Carson Wentz just keeps getting excuse after excuse after excuse, and I get it. But at one of these points, he just needs to do it, do it himself. And and, and that's what I think this game is going to be. I think this game is going to be a big get the offense right. We're going to feature Miles Sanders a lot as both a runner and a receiver. I think they're going to get a lot of quick passes to Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. It's not going to be an exciting offense. Jalen Rager's out. Deshaun Jackson, I think they're going to try and get him going because they have not been able to do so yet. This Bengals defense is just really bad. And honestly, the offensive line is horrendous as well. I, If Fletcher Cox ends up playing, Fletcher Cox is questionable. I will just look this up just in case because I fucked up the A.J. Green thing. He's what? He's on track to play. They he's on track he's to play. I think this could be a very, very big Fletcher Cox game. I think this would be a very, very big game for the Philadelphia Eagles defense in general because I really think this is a game to where you see the Cincinnati Bengals on your schedule and you circle it and you say, rookie quarterback, bad offensive line, hasn't been able to get on track with his weapons. I think we need a win right here, right now, to get us back on track. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna take the Bengals. I think Burrow keeps him at least in this game for most of the way. I don't if 
if you say you're Wrong. saying that you can run the ball, I think Burrow just can be throwing the ball the whole game. Uh, what a funny 2016 election reference I just had. Anyway, um, moving on to uh, Gavin also picked the Philadelphia Eagles. So him and I are on the same side. I don't know if I said earlier, he picked Atlanta. So he's on our Atlanta bet. Moving on to the Houston Texans going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Peachmini's Pittsburgh Steelers. They are home favorites, four-point favorites. This game is also pretty interesting to me. Not necessarily because I think I think the Steelers are going to end up winning this game. Personally, I don't think I don't think the uh, the Texans' defense is very good outside of like JJ Watt. They gave up more points last year than they given up. I don't think this team overall is as bad as they've looked the last two weeks. They played Kansas City, Super Bowl champs, and the Baltimore Ravens, who went fourteen and two last year. This offense so far has scored less than twenty points per game, so that's concerning. And then they're all, and then they're going into another test against the Steelers defense that has T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Cameron Hayward. I don't know, like, what, what I gotta ask you as a Steelers fan, say you're a quarterback going into the Steelers game. Of course, you're scared of that front seven. No, no doubt, no doubt about it. You're scared of that front seven. It, that secondary can be beat though. I definitely I what I'm worried about is his extension of the play. I think Watt's gonna have a really good day, but on the plays that they can't get to him and he runs out when he scrambles, I think there's gonna be a lot of first downs coming from that, and that's what I'm worried about most because I do think the secondary can get beat, especially this year. I think they're a lot well, not a lot weaker, but they're not as strong as they looked at the back end of last year. Um, but yeah, I, I would be more most worried about him scrambling and making plays out of that. Yeah, because as you see, like he has no feel for his weapon so far for two weeks. Um, maybe Will Fuller's hurt. I'm not really sure. I remember at the end of last week, he just wasn't playing at all. And I don't know if that's just because they were down so much against the Ravens where they're like, all right, we need to keep our best weapon for Deshaun Watson healthy or not. I have no idea. Uh, Connor, how do, how do you see this game going? So I'm going to be a contrarian here. The t- we last last the last show that we we uh, did we talked about the best zero and two teams in the NFL and I think all of us mentioned the Texans. I mean they had an incredibly tough start to the season. I mean about as tough a start to the season as any team in the NFL. I, you know Deshaun Watson still Deshaun Watson. I know he's struggled early, but you know he's still a very good quarterback. And you know Jeff Driscoll kind of made it interesting against your Steelers, Peachmitty. He looked uh, better than Jeff, Jeff Driscoll should look. The Steelers are really good at playing down he, to their opponents. He looked, he looked as good as uh, Drew Locke did, Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually looked better than Drew Locke did. Jeff Driscoll actually made some nice throws. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to pick the Texans in a little bit of an upset. Again, I don't know if the Texans are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a close game, so I'm going to go with the Texans. I, I'm going back and forth on this because I can definitely see this being a close game because I didn't see last week's game really coming. I didn't see the Broncos being close to the Steelers. I think it's just one of those things where Big Ben's still kind of... Uh, he's still getting acclimated back. He didn't have an offseason, really. Uh, didn't really get into shape with his receivers. You're seeing him and Deontay Johnson. They're they're getting a 
very, very strong rapport together. And Deontay Johnson's somebody who's really going to take off. Fucking Chase Claypool. Like who, like, who the fuck is the scout for the Steelers okay. to where they just get all of these weapons every year? It's ridiculous. They, like, Juju, Juju, everybody saw him as picking. They're like, oh, it's a pretty good pick. First year, he has, like, over 900 yards. Second year, he's contending with uh, Antonio Brown for, like, the week leading receptions. Like, yeah, it's, it's, and then they got Deontay Johnson. Like, it's, it's just, they just know how to get weapons. And even though... Big Ben doesn't necessarily look like himself. That big throw to Chase Claypool last week, it was, what, 86 yards, 84 yards? Yeah, 84. That, that was as pretty as a ball as you can make. That was a textbook. That That's Big Ben. That is Big Ben. So he's on his way back up, but also you still see at times the offense struggling to move the ball a little bit. Because there's like I think he's still trying to get back into a groove. With that said, Houston's just so out of a groove. I don't even know. Um, Peace, man, are you picking Houston? Are you I'm picking Houston? Steelers for sure. I'm You're taking Steelers. Steelers for sure. But um, interesting thing, Ben usually takes a, a Wednesday Veterans Day off for practice, yeah. and this week he did not, and he took took the day to work on his footwork and to work, get a better rapport with Deontay Johnson. Specifically, he said that. So I think Johnson can have a really big week, especially the way that the Texans play defense. I think Johnson's really good at um, missing tackles and breaking tackles, and I think that's going to be huge yeah. for this game, a lot of after the catch. So expect a big day from Deontay. Yeah, I, I mean, Deontay, I, I think I think James Conner has a pretty good day too. Uh I just for Houston, I don't know. I'm, I think I feel like unless just for some godforsaken reason, David Johnson goes off for like 250 yards, which I, he's not going to, or unless like they get Will Fuller going. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't see this game going in Houston's favor just one. yet. It's four points. Four. Okay. If yeah. it was a little more, I would consider taking the Texans because Steelers yeah. know how to blow it in the end of the game and almost lose. They did it all. Two years ago and three years ago, they're just so good at it. And last last week when they played the Broncos, the game was so close. The yeah. Steelers gave up six first down penalties on the last two Broncos drives. That was that killed them. Absolutely killed them. Bunch of pass interference calls. Uh, it was horrible. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Steelers. I almost I almost went with Connor. Went for Houston. I just I have seen no real life of this Houston Texans team to where like, there hasn't been one thing where I can point at this team and go, oh, I can be somewhat confident in this team, especially going against a good team like the Steelers. Like this is the opposite game. Like for Carson Wentz and the Eagles, they're going against another bad teams in the Cincinnati Bengals. Houston doesn't have that luxury of where they're going against a bad team to get back on track. They're going against another good team. And I, I just don't, I don't see it going well for them necessarily. Now go now this game, if you told me last week that this game would be interesting, I'd think I'd think you'd be lying. This next game is the Las Vegas Raiders going against the New England Patriots. And first of all, let me just say, I think it's an absolute joke that the Panthers let Cam Newton go. Just knowing that when, what I thought Cam was, from what the perception that the 
Panthers were giving off. They were giving off this perception as if Cam Newton was injured. He couldn't throw the ball, get no zip on the ball. And it's like, all right, if he can't do all this, like, no wonder why they cut him. It makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. They had all the intel that we didn't. They knew his medical history. They know they can see in practice. They can see his progression. How how is it that they knew Cam's condition, but still let him go and decided to sign Teddy Bridgewater to twenty plus million per year? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I, like I, I don't I don't know yeah, about I you guys, but like well, it, think in the sense that. You know, this year, 2020, has been an injury-ridden year, and Cam Newton has yet to pop up on the injury report. Like, that is unbelievable. And they're coming at he's Their Panthers are saying how Cam has lost it. Cam, you know, he's they're worried about his injury, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as he signs with the Patriots, everyone thinks, boy, he can't be that bad. I mean, Bill Belichick's going after him. He's going to be something. He's going to be something. And lo and behold, he's something. He this last game against the Seahawks, we we actually didn't even bring it up but really last episode much. He looked incredible. Like he looked dare I say he looked just as good as he did his MVP year. Granted it was one game, but and it was against a really bad Seattle secondary as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the zip he had in the ball, the rapport he had with Julian Edelman and Julian Edelman's best game ever. <laughs> Most yards yeah. ever. Yeah, you think you think Julian you think Julian Edelman needs Tom Brady? Julian Edelman needs no man, I guess. I, I have no fucking idea. But Cam Newton, if he stays healthy, first of all, I tweeted this out. If he stays healthy, he's breaking the rushing touchdown record for quarterbacks that he that he set himself his rookie year. He's beating fourteen pe- uh, rushing touchdowns. Like he only needs ten more to tie it. He's in at four right now. He's at four. Like he, he has 14 games left to get 10 touchdowns, 11 to break it. For, who else is getting red zone touches? I don't know. Maybe Damien Harris comes in, like breaks, like comes in and gets a few handoffs near the goal line when he comes back. I don't know. So why? But when anyway, you have somebody like Cam who's so big and so good at it, why bother? Yeah, no, and especially because you're, because if you're, if you hand it off, you're delaying pushing the pile forward by like 0.5 seconds or whatever, just by trying to hand it off. If you can just get that snap and just run forward like Cam does, you're you're breaking that time lapse between the handoff from the quarterback to the running back and just going directly to the end zone. Like it's just with the guy that big, it's so easy. I don't know. Connor, can the Raiders make this interesting? Do you think there's any chance that the Raiders are as good as what they showed us against the Saints or was that just a lucky game and Drew Brees was just that bad. So Drew Brees definitely struggled. I don't think the Raiders are a great team. We also talked about how the Raiders might be the worst 2-0 team in the last episode, and I still think that's probably true. But either them or the Bears. But I was looking at the injury report, and Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, and James White are all questionable heading into this game. I I mean, I know Cam Newton can run the ball. Yeah, White's not playing. Yeah, White's not playing. He has the personal issues, obviously. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't know who Cam Newton's going to throw the ball to. Maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe he can just run all over the Raiders, which I mean, he kind of did against the Dolphins. But this could be an interesting game. What's the spread? 
Oh, I, I never even said the spread, did I? This is New England's favored by five and a half points. So that's is, a lot of points. Yeah, it is. And for the Rams yeah, for this offense this season, um, you know they they did beat the Saints, who heading into the season everyone thought was one of the best rosters in the NFL. Uh, I'm still gonna go with the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick, Cam Newton playing the way he's playing. I I just can't imagine a world where the Raiders are three and zero. Um, I don't want to live in that world. One of our friends is a Raiders fan. Um, I don't want to inhabit a world where he gets to brag about that. Um, I don't want the Raiders to have a better record than the Cowboys. Um, for they do, and they do right now. But for any longer than it has to be this way, I want this to end as soon as possible. It's it's a very weird time for me. So I'm going to go with the Patriots, even with the five and a half points. Things are going to get back to normal for the Raiders, I think, this week. Uh, Pishmini, what about you? What do, what do you think? I, I'm going to agree with Connor. And I, honestly, I know we're talking with Cam, but I think I think Belichick's going to make this defense look make Derek Carr look like he's the worst quarterback in the league. That's what I I think Derek Carr's very conservative and boring QB play, and I think Belichick's going to take advantage of it so much. I think Carr's going to look so bad and not going to be able to move the ball at all. I'd be surprised if they put up more than 10 points, to be honest with you. See, everything in me right now is saying take the Patriots. Everything. Because I don't think the Raiders are good either. But this is five and a half points. And Derek Carr, despite how conservative he is, that's what he is. He's conservative. And I think going against a defense like the Patriots, which lost a ton of their defense. My question is, Who's going to cover Darren Waller? Dante Hightower opted out. Kyle Van Noy is now on the, on the Dolphins. I don't know who's going to make these stops for the Patriots defense to where Derek Carr has to stop being conservative, which he never does, by the way. He never stops being conservative. Doesn't matter what down and distance it is. Derek Carr is like, nope, I'm going to take my five-yard dip and dunk. Bullshit. He's the one who's thrown it away on a fourth down. <laughs> That's yeah, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> twice. He's done it twice. How do you... I think this is a very heavily used Josh Jacobs day where this game, I think the Patriots are going to win it, but I think this game is going to be as close as possible for the majority of the game because both offenses are going to try and run it down each other's throats, whether it be Cam Newton or whether it be Josh Jacobs. Wasn't Jacobs on the injury report this week? I think he's listed as questionable. It it doesn't matter. Like 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 you said, Edelman. When it comes to questionable for some of yeah. these guys and some of these injuries, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Like it, it would have meant something, like five six years ago when when there was probable, but there's no there's uh there's no probable anymore. They took probable away, and now there's questionable or doubtful, which is stupid. I think if you take away probable, why do you have doubtful? I think mean, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I think if anything, you should have probable instead of doubtful. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm gonna take Las Vegas. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer. I I don't think anybody's gonna be able to really cover Darren Waller for those crucial third down plays. Um. Oh, I'm. Ooh, I'm a lone wolf here. Gavin is taking the uh, New England Patriots. Look at this. This feels good. This feels good. 
Kind of. I mean, I I don't like my lone wolf being the Raiders. Yeah, is that your down the Raiders? No, I'm down. Now I'm doubting myself. Anyway, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Buffalo to play the two and zero Buffalo Bills. The NFL's league leading passer, Josh Allen. Who would have Who would have thunk it? Uh, Buffalo. It, they are two-point favorites in this game, which might shock some people because some people might think it would be a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah, I'll bet there I'm going to take the Rams, uh, just hearing that right there. You're taking the Rams? For sure, yeah. I you think know the- this is I think this is a, is Josh Allen really good day? And I think it's going to be a, oof, he didn't look that good today. Connor, Connor, I think, I think you're going to take the Bills, and I, I want you to... So I want to get this on the record, Chris, because obviously Josh, we, you, you talked about how Josh Allen looked good for the first two weeks. I know we played the Jets yeah. and the Dolphins, you know, not the stiffest competition. The Rams have been good so far this year, and their defense has also looked, I think, better than expected this year against the yeah. Cowboys and the Eagles. I think you would agree with that. Obviously, Aaron for Donald sure. and Ramsey are terrific. I want to get it on the record. If Josh Allen has a good game against the Rams – that you're going to come on the next podcast we have and you're going to say the words, Josh Allen is good. No buts, no qualifiers, just Josh Allen is good or Josh Allen no. played good. Come well, on. Oh, I'll, say, I'll say he played good. I'll what did, say what would you say he'd have to, like, how well would he have to do for him to say that? What kind of stats should he put up? Say he has four total touchdowns, one or fewer turnovers, and 300 passing yards. No, but that doesn't. But still, that doesn't correlate to him even necessarily being good. I mean, three good weeks does not mean that he's a good quarterback all of a sudden. We have like a larger, we have such a larger sample to say he's a bad quarterback. He was not awful last year. We can have this debate on another podcast. We can have this debate. He was 100 bad. He missed the he missed the most open receivers in the NFL. He didn't have a great. True number one threat. No, but, wait, but, no wait, but the difference is you're you're saying he didn't have a true number one. If you're talking about didn't. strictly his numbers in general, to where all right, why didn't he throw for four thousand yards? Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? Blah blah blah. Maybe that has some that carries some sort of weight. I'm talking about open receivers, where it doesn't matter who the receiver is. If you're an NFL quarterback, you hit your open receivers, and Josh Allen didn't do that last year consistently. That's definitely fair. He does look like he's improved uh, in that area through the first two right. games. I know. Currently, uh, according to a Josh Hermsmeyer, I think that's how you say say his name, Hermsmeyer article, he is uh, 10th in the NFL right now, I believe, uh, when it comes to missing throws. Uh, like 10th as in like he misses them the least, like 10th best. He's not missing as many throws as last year. Or was it 16th? Let me pull it up. Let me pull that up. Connor, keep going while I pull this up. While, while you pull that out, um, pull that up. I'm, I'm, I am going to go with the Bills, if you couldn't tell by the way I was hyping up Josh Allen. Um, you know, I think the Rams got lucky against the Cowboys. That was off, That was not offensive pass interference. The Rams should whoa, be. Whoa, whoa, if we're talking about lucky teams here, uh, I don't think you should be, uh, you should be fucking uh, talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the gave you a gift last week. Unlucky week one, lu- extraordinarily, unbelievably lucky week two. Okay, we're not talking about the Cowboys. We're talking about the Rams. They should be one and one. Um, anyway, because I was rudely interrupted. 
if you couldn't tell, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think Josh Allen's a good quarterback. Might have to do a little bit with the fact that I have Stefan Diggs in my fantasy team. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bills. I don't think the Rams are as good as they've shown for the first two weeks. I think Jared Goff is meh. And I think he's going to go back to being meh against a, a really well-coached Bills defense. So back to that style I was saying. He wasn't 10th, my fault. His off-target throw percentage, though improving from previous years, is still just 16th in the NFL. It's an improvement, though. It's an improvement, but like I said, wasn't very, like wasn't stiff competition. Yes, we'll see how he does this game. Chris, so the thing, the thing, the thing about Josh Allen so far for two weeks is, when it comes to growing from a clean pocket, he has been a little bit better, which is good. It's a good sign. That's the most uh, substantial. Uh, that carries over more so than any other statistic. How you play in a clean pocket, your pass rating from a clean pocket, your uh, your completion percentage, blah, blah, blah. All those stats from a clean pocket, those are the ones that tend to carry over year to year. Or they at least predict the most success. The issue about Josh Allen this year is that for two weeks, he's playing absolutely absurd when it comes to his play outside the pocket. He's playing at a level to where some quarterbacks don't even touch the level of success that Josh Allen is having from outside the pocket, from inside the pocket. Like these quarter, some quarterbacks like jo- like Jared Goff from inside the pocket would absolutely kill to have the numbers that Josh Allen is having outside the pocket currently, and that's just not sustainable. Like things that things that are unsustainable, having. A lot of success against pressure when you're a quarterback. That's unsustainable. That doesn't happen. Like every quarterback falls off when they're under pressure. It's just it's just nature. When you have somebody in your face, you're not going to throw as well. That's something that Josh Allen's playing, doing very well for two weeks. He's also throwing outside the pocket at an unsustainable uh, level right now, to where he's looking. People think he's looking like Mahomes and Wilson. But when it comes to inside the pocket, he looks a lot more than uh, he looks more like Josh Allen from last year than he does this. Than he, his stats might indicate. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't think Josh Allen's actually been as good as people are saying, though. I do think he's he's looked very good. I don't I don't think he's actually an elite quarterback, as some people may say. And I'm not going to say he's a good quarterback on. I'm going to wait because that's what you should do until you get a nice sample size in until half the season, maybe, maybe the full season. But either way, I am taking the Los Angeles Rams because I think McVeigh is showing that his offense has more than just the four plays, the, the sweeps, the inside zone. He's showing that his offensive line can block again. Andrew Whitworth is having an insane year again. He's awesome. And I think they're going to take advantage of the Buffalo Bills run defense, which they have an overall, they have a very, very good defense, but the one place that you can really beat them is for the run game. And I think McVay is going to try and make this game as easy as possible for Jared Goff through a, a quick play action passing game and a strong running game. Gavin has, he's in agreement. He's picking the Los Angeles Rams. Connor, you're a lone wolf right there. 
you're going for the Buffalo Bills. All right. We don't really get, got to talk about this game very long. The San Francisco 49ers come in as three-and-a-half-point favorites against the New York Giants. They're playing on the sticky turf at MetLife Stadium that apparently hurt hurt all the 49ers players. I disagree with that. I mean, Pittsburgh and the Giants played just fine with no real injuries except for a torn ACL by the starting right tackle. For the Steelers, which had nothing to do with the turf, Big Ben just kind of rolled up on his knee. Um, but I really like Solomon Thomas, torn ACL. Nick Bosa, torn ACL. Mostert's out. Jimmy G's out. Nick Mullins, starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Is there any shot that the Giants win this game? Connor, I'll go to you because you kind of said at this point last episode. Yeah, so the 49ers are just so banged up. You said three and a half points? Yeah. Nick Mullins is a, is a pretty bad backup quarterback. I, I don't think hurt. he is. I don't think he's that bad. He was pretty bad. He was I, pretty bad in relief of Garoppolo last week. Um, but I'm still going to go with the 49ers because I can't pick the Giants. But I'm not feeling too confident about it, to be honest. What was that game last year or two years ago when he had come in like for Garoppolo or whatever it was and Mullins just like lit it up? I can't remember what that game was. It was prime time, though. Uh, I, I remember... I remember you. I think it actually might have been against the Giants, because I remember they played a game against the Giants where Nick Mullins actually looked pretty good. I'm pretty sure I can't. Rem- I can't really remember, but the Giants ended up winning on the last second uh, out route to Sterling Shepard in the end zone. But Nick Mullins, from all accounts, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure he looked pretty good that game. But. That's kind of the point. This team kind of looks, the 49ers do, this team kind of looks a lot like the team back then when Nick Bones was starting while Jimmy G was out. There's no Nick Bose on the team. D Ford might be out, and if D Ford's out, then the 49ers really have no pass rush. Um, Sherman's not, not there. Sherman was hurt uh, two years ago. And, you know, it just... Who who on this team is going to make plays? George Kittle's out. So, I don't know who on this 49ers team is going to really make many plays. I'm not, I'm not really sure. And I think the Giants have enough talent to where they can stay within three and a half points of the 49ers. And I'm not feeling very confident about it. But, nonetheless, I'm picking the Giants. Peach, what about you? I'm going to take the Niners. I think Shanahan's going to run the ball really well. Really efficient. I think the Giants are going to give up yeah. a lot of yards to that. I think they're just going to control the game. Giants, I, Giants might be close, but I'm still going to take the Niners. Now, I actually got to recheck this line real quick because this, this can't be fucking right. The Tennessee Titans come into Minnesota as two and a half point favorites. That can't be right. There's no way. Maybe I, I had to have wrote, written that down wrong. Hold up. Connor, you, you, you start talking while I look that up. So if it is a two and a half point spread, I think it's obvious. It's two and a half. It's two and a half. I thought I was, I thought I was fucking up. It's two and a half. So the Vikings have been really bad this year. Um, and the Titans have been very good this year so far. Obviously, Minshew made it a little bit uh, tighter against the Titans than I expected. But Titans are a really good football team. Vikings have been really bad this year. 
two and a half points is nothing. I think I feel pretty confident in saying that we're all going to pick the Titans here. So I'm going to go with the Titans. I mean, Peach, what, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't. don't, I, don't this is the this is the craziest line I think we've had. Like Kirk Cousins looked horrible last week. I know he's going to try and look better, but I don't know. I don't. I don't even think we really need to talk about it. I think. The, I think the. The Titans and Ryan Ryan Tannehill has looked awesome so far. He's looked just as good as last year. I don't know. That's that's a wild line. I'm just gonna move on because we really don't even have to talk about it. What a fucking joke well, of a line. Gavin, Gavin also has ten, Tennessee, and he actually put asterisks next to that when he texted me as that's his lock. Like there's like he he said this is the easiest game all week. Doesn't make any sense. We should do that too. We all have a lock, one lock of the week. Uh, I have my best bets on uh, Twitter, uh, but I would uh, yeah we can absolutely do that. Um, Washington football team traveling to Cleveland, where Cleveland is seven and a half point favorites, seven and a half points. That's another big line from a team that you don't necessarily expect to outscore your opponent that much. Uh, Peach Mini, uh, AFC North rival. Uh, what do you think about the Cleveland Browns? Seven and a half point favorites. I think that's quite big. Um, I'm still iffy on Baker, especially with this uh, Washington line. I think he's going to get hit a lot. I think he's going to—he's not going to look nearly as good as he looked last week against the crappy Bengals D. I probably, I'm going to take Washington here on that spread. I don't think—I think the Browns still end up winning it, but I don't think they win by that much. Connor, what about you? I, I think once again the line kind of speaks for itself. You know, both of these teams are sitting uh, sitting right now at one and one. I don't think a seven and a half point or is it seven point spread is warranted. And teams are substantially far apart. I don't think that's the case in this game. I think the Washington's pass rush is going to make life really uncomfortable for Mayfield, and I'm also going to uh, pick the Washington football team in this game. I I hate myself, but I'm going to You're Browns. You're going to take the Browns? I'm taking the Browns, and I'll tell you why. I don't – I think this Browns defense is sneaky good. Denzel Ward's playing his, playing his ass off, and I think the only way that – I think the only way that Washington really stays in this is if you really put the ball in Baker's hands and say, here you go, kid you're going to be running the show and we're going to be passing the, passing the ball 50 times and have like Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan and that defense just just try and just bottle them up. But I don't think this is going to be the case. I think Kevin Stefanski wants to, like the game plan last week against the Bengals, put the ball in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's game, uh, hands and have Baker Mayfield get easy completions off play action. I think this is going to be the exact same case because I don't, I don't know if the Washington football team is going to be able to score points. Like they haven't really shown that they can score many points this year so far. I mean, two weeks, but Dwayne Haskins looks bad. So I think this is just more of a, do I believe in Dwayne Haskins yet? I don't. So I, I don't know. I, I'm having a real trouble with this game. This will not be one of my best bets on Twitter because I have no feel for this game. It's a lot of points. But I just, the Washington football team's offense is just not great. Besides Terry McLaurin, who's going against Denzel Ward. Moving on. 
Carolina at the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert gets his second start in a row after Terod Taylor had his lung punctured by the team doctor. Who The team doctor, did you guys hear about this? The team doctor has prescribed his own medication to himself multiple times. Has had two DUIs. How the fuck is this guy on your team? Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's very insane. Who's sweeping all the road for him? Carolina, I mean, uh, the Chargers are six and a half point favorites. That's kind of a lot for the, I mean, for a rookie quarterback. But the Chargers also have a really, really good defense. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Chargers just because they kept it really close against the Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, and Herbert looked pretty pretty all right that game. Uh, wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of means, but it, you'll take a three point loss against the Super Bowl champs any day, uh, especially for a rookie quarterback. And I think they're going to really just run it down the Carolina's throats because they can't they can't seem to play run defense against anybody. So I think this is a big Austin Eckler game. You'll like that piece, Mitty, and I think it's a big Joshua Kelly day. What do you guys think? In fact, I'm starting both Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler in our league. Holy shit, that's wild, actually. That's 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 wild. I, th- I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to work out for you just fine, but that's, 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 that's wild. Uh, what, do you, uh, what, do you, what do you think in terms of the game? I'm with you. Um... I just I don't think that their defense is going to do anything to stop it. And Herbert, I don't think Herbert's going to throw the ball much at all against Carolina. But I mean, against a, a solid Kansas City defense, and he did pretty well against them. Yeah, I don't I don't see the Carolina Panthers doing much at all. Connor, what what about you? So Herbert had what five minutes to to prepare for the Super Bowl champs, and he took him to overtime. Yeah. He has a week to prepare for a miserable Panthers team. No offense, Gavin. Um, I'm also going to go with the Chargers. So Gavin is the lone wolf here. We we have a few lone wolves this episode. Gavin is going with the Carolina Panthers. I would love to hear his reasons why. Maybe it's just he doesn't believe in Justin Herbert, as I don't either. But fuck, I don't I don't fucking believe in that Carolina Panther game. Anyway, the New York Jets are traveling to Indianapolis to where Indianapolis is. They are 11 and a half point favorites. Nobody thinks the Jets are going to win this game. But to quickly go for this I mean, game, 11 and, a half, 11 and a half, that's a lot of points. That could easily be like covered by garbage time, fourth quarter garbage time, easily. But my question is, who's Darnold going to throw to? Jameson Crowder's going to be out again. Is this Herndon season? It's oh, not Herndon Chris season. Hogan. I keep saying it's Herndon season. It's not Herndon season. I cut him. He's done. He's off my fantasy team. I'm so disappointed. They're using him more as a blocker than they should be because he's a talented, talented receiving tight end. I'm very frustrated about it. But I don't know. I keep going back and forth because I don't know how good Indianapolis is yet. But the Jets are so fucking bad. Connor, what do you what do you think? I I actually have never heard of an eleven and a half point spread. Oh, um, it happened. I I can't ima- I can't remember a spread being this large for this season. I know it's early, but man, I know the Jets are bad, but Philip Rivers has Do not it. been. 
Uh, Peach Finney's like a low key Jets fan. Like that's kind of his his number two. So he, I think I know where he's going with this. I don't have that much faith in in old man Philip. Uh, you know he'll probably make a turnover or two. You mentioned garbage time. I I think I'm gonna go with the Jets. I'm I'm gonna go Indianapolis, and I hate that I'm doing it. Are you doing the same, Pishmini? No, I'm going going Jets. Okay, I'm going. I'm I'm going Indianapolis, and I don't necessarily feel great about it because it's a ton of points. But again, this is one of those cases where I think Indianapolis's defense is pretty damn good. I. They they just destroyed the Minnesota Vikings, which I would argue is a better team than the Jets. They beat them twenty eight to eleven, covering this eleven and a half spread. I just I don't I don't see how this goes well at all. I don't I don't see how this like this like until I see a sign of life from the Jets, I don't know how I can pick them any week, especially with Adam Gase as their fucking head coach. All right, moving on. I'll try and get through these last few quickly because uh, the last two games are pretty exciting. So we're, I'm going to go speed around here because we're going to try and get out get out of here in an hour. Uh, Gavin picked. Who did he pick? He picked Indianapolis as well. So going to Dallas. Dallas at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm just going to flat out say it. I think this is a Seahawks day. I, I just think this is Seahawks. It's five points. They're letting Russ cook. They They've continuously done it until they stop letting Russ cook. I Like I said, if they keep doing it, because they keep doing it, I don't think that any team in the NFC, outside of maybe the Bucks, if Tom Brady and that offense can get on track, can beat the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't, I don't see another team. Besides maybe, okay, maybe the Green Bay Packers, if, this, if Aaron Rodgers is truly back. I forgot, I got a point. I, he looks incredible. He looks like peak Aaron Rodgers. Connor, uh, why do you think the Dallas Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat Seahawks? So, I mean, you're correct. I do think the Cowboys are going to beat the Seahawks. Uh, they have a great offense. You know, they've had a really tough start to the season defensively, two of the best uh, receiving cores in the NFL. Yeah, I know and Russell, Woozy, Woozy is going to be out. He's going to be out too, which is going to be tough. You know, I know that Russell Wilson has done great so far, and Pete Carroll has let him cook for two weeks, but – Normally, Pete Carroll is a run-first guy, run-first, ask questions later, and I have a little bit of hope that he's going to take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands a little bit in this game, just enough to allow my Cowboys' terrific offense to pull off an upset. I'm going down. How do you do that during how Russell Wilson has played the last two weeks? He's played unbelievably well. An upset in terms of the spread, or do you think they're genuinely going to win? Straight up, I would pick the Cowboys. You're a fucking homer. Peace, minute, go on. I think it's it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I think both defenses are meh, especially the Seahawks secondary is so bad. But like, I don't see P. Carroll can't be that stupid to say, you know what, Russell Wilson starting an MVP season here? Nah, let's not let him throw the ball against the Cowboys. No, no way. No, I think Especially against how hurt they are. Yeah, Russ is going to continue to cook. I think I think it's close, and I do think the Cowboys do have a chance. But I'm gonna... sure, Gavin has the Dallas Cowboys, so you are not alone, Con. Uh, the Detroit Lions go to Arizona. To uh, Arizona is uh, five and a half point favorites, home favorites. Um, I'm gonna be pretty quick about this. Uh, Galladay 
might not play. And honestly, I'm not really feeling very confident about even if he plays, how well he's going to do, just because just his comments. Not 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just, he's outright, like he's not saying he's feeling good. He's giving you precautions, saying, I don't really feel 100%. I'm not even going to put a percent on it. I don't believe in percents. I don't feel great about it. And. With that said, I don't think Detroit has the really offensive weapons to, I mean, Arizona just looks really good, offensively at least. I mean, Kyler Murray, he looks like he can actually contend with Lamar Jackson's uh, rushing record from last year. He's averaging just under 80 yards a game. For as long as they got DeAndre Hopkins and they're using Kyler Murray in the running game and... They're continuously moving the ball. I don't really believe in Detroit right now. And I know they're one of my preseason like wildcard teams, but they just they look a little bit out of funk. And I think it's because they don't really have any weapons to really establish with Matthew Stafford. I am going to take uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Arizona. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to take Detroit. I think Detroit will keep it close. I think Detroit will kind of keep it close. I think garbage time. After I'm all going that. to take after all of that because I think Arizona's defense is not good enough. I don't think they're very good. <laughs> I, I think they'll stay five and a half points is a lot. Remember that. And I think even with a hampered Kenny Galladay, I think I think they'll be able to at least get garbage time points. I looked at the spread and I'm like, oh, that's five when and a half points. I don't trust. When you defend a team, when you defend a team for like a whole rant. And then the last second, you're like, you know what? Yeah. Never mind. I'm not going to pick them. Because I looked at the spread. I, I forgot. I forgot about the spread. Five and a half points is a lot. And I don't. I don't trust this Arizona defense just yet. Connor, go. I'm. I'm gonna. I. I can't believe you just talked yourself out of that. I mean, the Lions are I a really did. bad team. Um, you mentioned Galladay is heading into this game banged up. I'm gonna pick the Cardinals. I think this is a pretty easy decision. I have one quick yes or no question for you guys. Do you guys think Matt Patricia's coaching for his job this week? This week? No. This season. This, this season, hundred percent. Oh, oh, he's out. He's gone. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, he's been bad. Uh, Peace me. What's your pick? I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Um, I don't think. Uh, I mean, they could definitely keep it close. It, it'll be close to the the spread, but I think the Cardinals stay above five. Um. I think it's going to be a big Larry Fitz day. Christian Kirk is out, so just keep an eye on that. Just for yeah. all you uh, fancy DFS players out there that are totally listening to us. <laughs> all right. Um, moving on. Uh, Gavin also has Arizona, so I'm the lone wolf on Detroit. I don't feel great about it, especially with all the points I made in favor of Arizona. I just feel like this is one of those games that bites you in the ass because you pick the team that seems the most logical with Arizona, and then it bites you in the ass because Detroit gets garbage time. All right, this is another relatively easy game for me, I think. Uh, Tampa Bay coming in on six-point favorites against Denver, the Denver Broncos and Blake Bortles. Well, I don't know if Blake Bortles is going to start. It might be Driscoll, but I'm taking Tampa Bay. I don't even need to explain myself. I, I mean, what are, we, what, what are we even thinking about here? What do you guys think? I I am also gonna take the Bucks, but I do really hope we get to see a little bit of Bortles play. I I think that'd be so fucking funny, Con. I'm I'm gonna second what Peachman said about Blake Bortles. I really hope he comes into the game. I miss I miss the the, the Bortles. 
Magic, and I'm also going to go Tampa Bay. So moving on to our next two games, awesome games. At least one of them should be awesome. Green Bay going against New Orleans. New Orleans are home favorites, three-point favorites. After just losing to the Raiders, I'm picking Green Bay. I'm picking Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks incredible. I know the strength of that uh, of that Saints defense is uh, the running game, and they're going to be able. To, they might be able to stop Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. I just, of course, this could potentially change because Devontae Adams might end up being out. I think he He's will doubtful. play. He's doubtful. <sighs> I don't know. That's tough. That's really yeah. tough. Um, but still, I th- I just think I would still take. I I believe I think I would still take Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay weapons going against the Saints defense than I would Derek Carr with the Raiders weapons. Even if it means Devontae Adams is out, I think I think Green Bay's defense is not necessarily great, but they at least have the secondary to keep up with an old Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and Drew Brees. Uh and three points is just. I don't know. I don't. I don't. If you're giving me Green Bay with the points going against Drew Brees and how he looks right now, I'm taking Green Bay. What about you guys? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take Green Bay as well. Um. I'm just. I'm also out on Drew Brees, especially after last week. Yeah. I don't. I just don't see it in him. If he's gonna have a bounce back game, it's not gonna be here. Rodgers is going to be chucking the ball against that Saints D. He's going to have to. Like you said, I think the run game's not going to be superb. Um, and I don't think Breeze is going to keep up with him. That's about Michael Thomas is probably out too. That's, that is like interesting. Both Michael Thomas and Devonta Adams will be out, arguably top three receivers in the league. Yeah. Con, uh, what do you think? I'm not talking about Michael Thomas being the best receiver in football because I know you what you're going to fucking say there. That's um, a the podcast. But... What, do you, what do you think here in this game? Uh, so I think I'm going to try to to stir things up a little bit. I think we're forgetting how good of a team the Saints are. I mean, they did beat the Bucks week one in a pretty convincing fashion. They have a really good defense, very well coached. You know, Alvin Kamara is a good, obviously a very, very good player. I, even if Drew Brees struggles a little bit, it's in New Orleans. He typically does better there. Um, you know, Devontae last week. No, not last week. But well, just, actually, last week it wasn't at home. It was at Legion Stadium. Sorry. I thought of a dome. I knew he played in the dome, so I thought about Yeah, He was actually away. But, you know, he still, didn't play. He no. played week one in, in Superdome. Either. So, but, I mean, Devontae Adams, he's doubtful. And that really is by by far the number one weapons for this Packers offense. Okay, I'm but gonna, the question Adam, before you say it, who do you think – is impacted more by losing the receiver, Aaron Rodgers without Adams or Drew Brees without Thomas? Drew Brees for sure. Drew Brees is much more reliant on Michael Thomas than Aaron Rodgers is on uh, Devontae Adams. Especially because would... Aaron Jones, even though like his running might might get uh, impeded a little, little bit, Aaron Jones is a sneaky like sneaky Austin Eckler type. Like he's a damn good receiver. Like they play him out wide, especially when Devontae Adams has been out. He's he's sneaky really. Like, really good route runner. Yeah, but, I'm so going to go with the Saints, and I, I'm hoping that Emmanuel Sanders has a better week this week. He's on my fantasy bench this week after a, a poor performance last week against the Raiders. But One catch? 
Yeah, I know. Okay. He's so- I just say that one catch last week, that one catch at the end of the game in garbage time when they had already lost, caused me to tie. Tie. I kid you not, tie in a double decimal point league in fantasy football. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you had a yard short of that, I win that game. Oh, oh I can't. I'm still very. But I will say you, you were probably heading into that night thinking you were going to lose. Yeah, and then I watched the first three and a half quarters, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to win this. Yeah, no, quite the roller coaster for you. Um, Just a quick, uh, I forgot to say this during our Jets pick. Uh, I'm going to make it quick. I literally had a dream the other night. Um, I had a dream where I woke up and I couldn't breathe. Uh, I was the Jets general manager. And uh, like dark clouds started surrounding me. And it like voices were coming out of them. And they were like yelling at me. And they were saying, trade Sam Darnold. Trade him for a second round pick. We're done. We're done for. And it just like kept saying like all these weird fucking things. And then I woke up and I, I like I couldn't breathe. I was so I guess I was so stressed out in my sleep. I don't know. I can only imagine. If, if the Jets right now ask you to be their general manager, are you taking that job? Oh fine fine heartbeat. A little bit of a pay <laughs> rate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh moving on. Uh what the the by far the best game in a week, Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens, Monday Night Football. I'm so fucking pumped. Baltimore are three and a half point favorites. I'm just going to go real quick. I don't think there's really many points that we can make about this game because both teams are such juggernauts. Like some games you have to make points, but I don't really think there's many points. I think this can really go either way. I personally, I am going to go Baltimore, even though they're, even though it's very enticing going Kansas City with the points. Lamar has looked better. Mahomes. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has looked good. I think he's actually looked like a very average quarterback. I don't think that's going to continue, but Baltimore also has a very, very good defense. And if Mahomes continues kind of playing average, he almost lost to Justin Herbert, rookie quarterback. And Mahomes' pocket presence, honestly, I don't know if you've been like watching, but what should be like a five seven step drop back when he gets the ball he's dropping back like 11 10 yards and when you do that your tackles can't block because there's a much bigger edge for i mean much less of an edge for an edge rush to actually get to you so i'm going baltimore i think lamar in this run like running heavy scheme with play action from greg roman i think there's a big uh marquise brown day i think this is a big mark andrews day and i think I think Lamar is going to go for 110 rushing yards. I think it's a huge day for Lamar. What do you guys think? So what's the spread for this game? Three and a half points. Uh, Baltimore's favored. Uh, this is such a this is such a tough call. I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens. It hurts my heart because I'm such a big Patrick Mahomes fanboy, but. I you know the Ravens defense is incredible. Lamar Jackson obviously is incredible. The Ravens really don't have any holes. No. They're the most complete team in the NFL. And you mentioned it when you were talking that Mahomes does look a little bit shakier uh, in the beginning of this season. And you know shaky play against the Ram the Ravens defense is usually not a good combination for quarterbacks. 
So I'm going to go with, with Baltimore in this one. You, you guys want to hear a hot take? And it's going to be very hot take. Yeah, I don't necessarily believe this, but I definitely think this can happen. Patrick Mahomes, through his first two seasons in the NFL, including postseason, has never lost by more than a touchdown. Ever. You think this is that game? I think this might be that game. I am going to take the Chiefs, actually, for two reasons. One of them being I really desperately need the Ravens to lose this game as a Steelers fan. (laughs) Really do. And I don't know. I know Mahomes has been bad, but do any of us really think? It's not going to last. It's not going to last. That's what I mean. I just think for this game, given how good the Ravens' defense is, I don't think it's necessarily going to last. I think Mahomes is going to show that he's Mahomes because he actually has somewhat of a challenge this week. I mean, he had one last week, too. And, you know, I mean, fourth quarter, he looked like Mahomes. Um, but I don't know. I think I just I think Baltimore is just so fucking good to where if Kansas City has any sort of lapse. I think Baltimore will just take advantage of it. That's what yeah. I think. No, that's fair. Um, Gavin also took Baltimore and that was our last game. We're going to get out of here uh, an hour, nine minutes. I don't think that was too bad. Uh, with it, with that said, uh, thank you guys for listening and, uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out.